Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports, and I really hope you guys enjoy the lo-fi background music. Um, shout out to this kind of music not being copyrighted. Uh, this modified shit that sounds pretty good, so hopefully... I'm gonna try and bring that back into every episode. I really am. I really am. But um, moving forward, this episode is gonna be a nice little solo review based around the entirety of the Star Wars Bad Batch series. I uh, just finished season two the other day. I know I'm late. I know I'm late, and I apologize, but, um, no, just, it, it seemed fitting because of the Clone Wars, uh, series review, including the movie, uh, in that previous episode, but, um, no, man, I had to watch this because, you know, of the events that it had catered to it, in a sense, it was very important to me because Clone Wars is G'd up. And I really wanted to see what happened kind of directly after Order 66. Like, on the ground, POV, what the fuck happened? How did these guys do what they did? And let me say this. The first season delivers, yo. Like, it, it's fucking fire. Um, we get to see what happens to Kamino. We get to see what, what's going on with the cloning technology. We get to see what's going on with... You know, some of the clones that survived the Clone Wars. Uh, Rex, Cody, some of these other guys. Uh, let me just say this. It's a dark time in the galaxy. Um, the first season... It's fucking good, man. Like, yo, it's actually good. Like, I put this season of Bad Batch up with any season of the Clone Wars any day. Like, this season is good. You get the perfect amount of, okay, here's the main villain, here's the main problem, but here, we can create some other little off-branch stories that would make this even fucking cooler. And if you guys don't know who the Bad Batch is, but this is this is Clone Force 99. Um, and it's, it's a very, let me just say, wacky Clone Force. It's, uh... It, this is full of irregular clones that failed, that were not properly made in the, in like, I guess in their cloning facilities. Like, they're, they're defected clones, but they're also, they're quote-unquote defects, give them advantages. And they put them together in a team, and they fought together all throughout the Clone Wars. And then you get the call, Order 66, kill your Jedi Master now. Kill your Jedi Master right now. Kill the homie that's been... Or the or, or or the queen that's been fighting right next to you, uh, for for years right now, off rip. They're they're traitors. They just saved me and you, but they're traitors. Kill them right now. And they couldn't, they couldn't. So they they were like a very rare group, um, in general. But it's even rarer that clones betrayed that order. So they did. Um, and then we follow Tech, Echo, Hunter, Breaker, and Omega, who is a small child, but a female clone, that, uh, you know, I have, I have some, some, some thoughts and theories about her when I finish up my thoughts on season two, I guess we'll get to see. Um, but no, this show has really good elements of emotion in it, it's written really well, especially in the first season, um. Shout out to the executive producers, Dave Filoni, who's been a part of it since Dave One, uh, Anthony, Athena Portillo, Jennifer Corbett, and Brad Rayo. Um, the clone trooper voice is D. Bradley Baker. You know this guy's voice from anywhere. 
Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's so many really cool characters. I mean, you see, you see Saw Gerrera, you see Fennec Shad, you see Grand Moff Tarkin, you see so many iconic characters that are just really cool and meaningful. Um, but my favorite part of the first season is by far, by far, the Cad Bane and Hunter standoff. It is something to hold. Um, it, and not even that, it's just intense. Hunter is probably one of my favorite characters in Star Wars, period. Um, and it, he's just instinctual, very, uh, he's a leader. Um... And, and that's good to see. He put up a good fight against Cad Bane. Didn't win that engagement by any means. But he always cares for Omega. And, um... Yes, the first season, it's so raw. I mean, you get to see Kamino. You get to see Vader a little bit. I mean, Admiral Rampart is at his finest hour. I, I mean, you get to see some of the fucked up shit. That, uh couldn't have been shown in the movie because of genuine genocide but no yeah i mean you see some you see some shit and it, it shows you star wars is not all fun and giggles i loved that about the first season second season it was more of an adventure i felt like they weren't on a mission they were on their journeys um and some led to good things and others led to bad. And that, let me explain that. Bear with me while I take a sip of this beverage. But no, um, Tech. Ah, Tech. He's the smart guy that builds him up all season. Season two, I'm referring to. And. A very, very good guy. You know, like, he cared about life and knowledge. He was very curious, always willing to learn, um, which made him so smart and just so crucial and a huge part of the team. And to save the crew, he essentially had to sacrifice himself. And he did. And he's not that guy, you know? He's not that big, you know, muscly hero type you know, he's their translator and tech guy. Literally, his name was Tech. He had a great moment winning a pod race. Oh. But to save a child and three of his homies, you know, he did what he had to do. And I'm not going to lie, that moment hit. Because Tech, you know, these guys were in Clone Wars. You know, we saw these guys first appear in Clone Wars. And it, it hit. Seeing Tech die, I mean, I was like, Damn. Damn, like, that's how they're... And this was the finale. Like, five minutes in. <laughs> and I, you know, I it, it hurt. You know, I'm not saying Tech is this guy that's gonna reach out and grab you, but, like, he, he, there's, he was a good character. There's nothing you could say that he was a bad guy. He was, he was a good person, cared about Omega, cared about his team, which was his family. Always made cold, hard, like, like... Like, calculated decisions based on logic and data. He was a good character to have, and, and a good character in general. Um, but he is, he's, you know, he's gone. Which sucks, bro. You know, because, uh, shout out to Tech. R.I.P. 
But then you see Echo uh, move on as well from the team uh, for a little bit. You know, breaking clones out of prison and shit and uh, trying to just help clones. And you see Senator Chuchi from the Clone Wars as well. She makes a stand for clone rights and I thought that, that was pretty symbolic on what's going on now. But, I mean, it is true, though. Like, when you actually think about it from, like, Star Wars terms, these clones were never given any fucking voice by any means in any legislation to help them by any way. In any way. You know, like, no laws, no 401k talk, you know, like, there no benefits. Do they have health care, or they just getting shipped off to a medical station and either decommissioned or put back into a fucking suit and thrown in front of thousands of battle droids? You know, I mean, I thought that that was a legitimate discussion that needed to be had. And shout out to Slip, another clone from the Clone Wars that, you know, kind of got lost in it. And towards his end, he decided to do something with, you know, what he had. And paid the price. But that ultimately was kind of the Clone Wars. (laughs) Like, to sum up the Bad Batch show and... The Clone Wars show, it's it's really all about what the sacrifices were in in these times. And there were many. When lives become so meaningless that they're thrown around planet to planet. Millions perish or starve. You don't get to see that type of shit, but you see a little bit of it in the Clone Wars. You see a little bit of it in this show, but it's heavily implied in this show. Like, it really is. Like, the actual... The, the, the living, like, being rights. Because not everyone's a human in Star Wars, but... I just thought the Chuchi's stand on clone rights was cool. Um, shout out to Captain Wilco towards the beginning of the season. Uh, Rampart, you could see him losing grip on his situation. And I'm gonna get into Rampart real quick. Um, but he demanded Captain Wilco, you know, falsify an official, you know, Imperial report... And uh, Captain Wilco's like, I, I cannot do that. I will not do that. And this is a clone still. There's still a lot of clones utilized in the Imperial Army. But um, he, you know, pretty much says, fuck you, no. And then Rampart's like, oh, no, no problem. I will. Blows his fucking head off and, you know, he falls off a fucking cliff. But, I, you know, and shout out to Gunji. The, probably the best arc of the show, uh, of the season two. Which is not as good as season one by any means, but... I'm just saying, like, this Gunji was the uh, Wookiee Jedi uh, from the Younglings arc that I was talking about in the Clone Wars uh, episode podcast, the podcast episode. I was talking about how Ahsoka was, like, traveling with Jedi Younglings and getting their lightsabers, getting their crystals. Um, Gunji was actually a part of that arc, and, and we actually got to see him emerge again. He was, like, some kind of slave on some off-world or something, some toy or pet about to be sold to a buyer, which is another interesting fact that we didn't get really get much information on that, but um, the, the Bad Batch saved him and got him back to Kashyyyk, which is his home world, and got him in touch with the tribe, and the coolest part of the show for me is truthfully when he went and started praying to the tree, not really praying to the tree, but asking the tree, like, what to do. Because Wookiees believe that trees own and dominate their world. They believe that they 
have ownership over everything. They have the right to everything. So when they seek guidance, Wookiees will often go up to the tree and touch it and not pray to it, but meditate with it. And sometimes you get visions. And Omega and Gunji did it at the same time, and Omega had a little something that kind of makes me think, is she a force-wielding clone? If that's the case, I like where this is going. And I also like the fact that they built up Gunji, because he's also a character that, you know, if you know him and know of him, you know why it's cool to see him in any kind of form here. But it's going to be interesting to see if they do anything with Gunji's story, maybe branch it off into a little arc in the next season, because there's definitely going to be a next season. Omega, you know, needs help from Hunter, Breaker, and Echo. I imagine Rex will be in it. But another thing I also wanted to shout out to this show was Commander Cody was in this. And he actually probably had the most impactful, like, lines of the show. Um... But he came up to Crosshair, and Crosshair is a badass who's kind of losing his way in general. Um, if he only seeked out freedom to begin with. But Commander Cody works with Crosshair in one mission and one mission alone. And Crosshair just cold-heartedly kills a former Separatist leader without hesitation in front of Cody after Cody promised a peaceful, um, you know a peaceful resolution not her death obviously and crosshair just fucking blew her brains out and cody was just kind of shell-shocked and at the end of that mission you know he said good soldiers follow orders but one thing about soldiers is they have to live with the choices that they've made and i thought that that was fucking fire i and then cross that kind of made crosshair speechless you know because he was just sitting there and he's like Probably going over all the people that he's fucking annihilated and just killed for, you know, what reason? No reason. You know, and, and that kind of probably really stuck with Crosshair, obviously, because in this season he kills his commanding officer after another really great fucking cameo or whatever you want to call it by Commander Mayhem. Uh, no, not Mayhem, Mayday, excuse me. Um, this is towards the end of the season where. Um, Crosshair was on, a, on another mission to secure uh, a massive amount of cargo uh, on a desolate base that has been just getting, getting ravaged and destroyed. Um, when they arrive, there's only three clone troopers there. And they're like, where's the rest of your team? They've been like, yeah, we've been here for 36 rotations, nearly two years. They're all dead. It's only me, Commander Mayday, Veach, and oh, some some other clone as well. But uh, Commander Mayday has to go out and secure two lost cargo crates because the lieutenant that came with them is a piece of shit, doesn't care about them at all. And they go out there and they go on a little journey, bro. Just make sure you watch that journey because Mayday knows what's up and you know. Literally dies of being... <laughs> oh, God. It's dark, bro. It's dark. It's a dark show, and... It's fucked. Because he dies in Crosshair's arms, and, and you know, Crosshair just fucking loses it. Absolutely loses it, and... Kills his commanding officer, and then is taken... To another side story that we're starting to see a little bit more, but Dr. Hemlar... 
um, seeing what he's doing with the cloning technology that we eventually see in episode 9 uh, with, with Emperor Palpatine potentially cloning himself over and over again, which I, uh, that's a terrifying image in my head. But, um, no, I mean, there's so many great things about season two for sure, but at the same time, a lot of lackluster dialogue and stuff. Like, they didn't build Hunter up, they didn't build Breaker up, and I feel like they built those guys up adequately in season one. But we got to see a lot more Echo and a lot more tech, and I liked that. But why give us more tech when you're just going to kill him? You know, I would rather that time... I mean, I get it makes his death more meaningful, but it's also kind of just, when you look back on it, it's a little predictable. Um, but I, I love the show. I, I love Bad Batch in general. Uh, I love that we're seeing Rex, Cody, um, learning about some of these other things that were going on behind the scenes of these main events in Star Wars. And I think it's very interesting to touch on, especially the cloning technology um, that went you know, kind of missing off of Kamino's genocide after Kamino's genocide um, in season one. And then they bring that, you know, uh, technology to a, it's a base called Tatis, I think. And Dr. Hemlar gets introduced in this season, um, as well as a, um, a clone trooper from one of the original clone commando squads. I can't remember his name. I think it's like Breacher or something. Um, but really cool, really cool nostalgia, really beautiful artwork. The artwork and visuals in this show are like season seven and six of Clone Wars on crack. Like there's parts of this show that genuinely the landscape looks real. And it might be. They might be incorporating some kind of live action um, like installment into the pictures that they put up there. You know what I'm saying? Like they're able to take a picture of real trees, but mend it and blend it so that it looks all together in one kind of shot um, and it looks organic at least in drawing terms but it's it is a beautifully made and drawn show um, I'm excited to see season three I'd like to see this show go far because there's plenty of adventures and episodes they don't have to play around with time until you know, season five, you know, make it a, a noticeable event that, you know, you would notice, but build up characters, make new ones, bring in guys and gals from the Clone Wars. I mean, there's so much that they can do. Have Ahsoka have an appearance, you know, there's there's great things in Star Wars that you can all just always tie it together because it was already made kind of perfectly for this. It really was. The fact that George Lucas dropped those, those back, you know, the middle three movies kind of genius more and more as more and more time goes by you know i mean he set it up to where there could have been there's still so much ability to make so many different stories and that's crucial and this show's a prime example of that and i love it i really do and i love that they're continuing to put in effort into some of like these clone wars based characters and stuff like that i'd love to see them more in movies and, and in live action uh, Cad Bane was a prime example of how badass that was for sure. But um, my favorite character for sure from this show is probably Hunter. Um, I just think genuinely just a badass. Very, He's a tracker. Uh, really good outdoorsman. Very, very instinctual. A, a great leader for the team. Um, rest in peace tech, obviously. And Echo might be... 
a part of the team again permanently or he might be going back and forth between them and Rex because he wants to help out clones but he also wants to help out his team that he he essentially volunteered for back in the Clone Wars uh, series um, because he, they rescued him but also shout out to Breaker he's always there for Omega he's a very strong very very powerful clone trooper um, a little bit of an idiot but they didn't give him much screen time or anything at all this season, even though he was like heavily used, in my opinion, in the first season. And it worked. But I'm just glad they kind of they eased off on Breaker a little bit. Um, but I, I do think that we're probably going to see another big character in the team die next season, and that'll probably end the show after three seasons. Um, I just don't see Disney putting too much effort into animated shows anymore. I mean, when they bought it, I mean, they put out Rebels, they didn't market it well enough, and it didn't go as long as it should have, but it was perfect for me. Um, but no, like, genuinely, though, I, I think this is a good show that is has artistic and deeper value than just being a Star Wars show. It's very deep when, when it comes to the politics and the actual combat aspect of things and the actual consequences of people's actions. Um... It's very mature for that kind of thing. So I, I recommend you guys watching it out there. If you have not seen Bad Batch, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Just like I did with Star Wars The Clone Wars. I just love Star Wars. I have a biased opinion. But I think you can find enjoyment in in this stuff as well. Even if you're not a Star Wars fan. I mean, there's, there's really cool characters and really cool powers and visuals and stuff like that. You can kind of just let your mind go and let your creativity and your imagination expand. So... That's the one cool thing about Star Wars that I really like, and it really kind of allows me to escape to, you know, kind of just a relaxation type of vibe after a long shift, after a, you know, a long weekend or whatever, you know, you just put it on and you just zone in and zone out, you know, especially if you know it well enough, you could really just have this going on in the background while you're chilling with your lady, you're chilling with the homies, but no, I recommend watching this show in depth, though, like especially, you know, it's very, it's very... If you're a nerd, it it hits your buttons, man, in a good way. It sounds sexual, and it's not supposed to, but you you get the gist. I, I hope I, I, I hope so. But uh, thank you everyone out there for tuning into the Bad Batch uh, season one through two review. And as soon as another season or maybe two more seasons come out, I'll do a review again, and I'll definitely recap so I can get context and give good context on the show in that next review. But hopefully, the season three comes out. Um, relatively soon. I'd love to see that. But thank you, uh, everyone out there, for showing support and love to the podcast. And make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at Tea Time Reports. And stay on the lookout for our YouTube channel. We're going to be dropping our first video relatively soon. And uh, we're going to post all of our podcast episodes on there and make a little playlist for that. And then hopefully start making some YouTube content uh, in the near future. But we have plenty of NFL stuff and plenty of sports stuff coming up. The NFL season's arriving. Uh, we have plenty of premiere and MLS stuff that's going to be coming out. So just make sure you guys are staying tuned in to this pod. I mean, there's going to be a lot of content for you to sift through. Find your interest and tune in. Kick back, tune in. You know what I'm saying? That's what we want to do. That's what we want to bring. And we hope that you guys appreciate that. So make sure everyone takes care out there all over the world. If you're listening in from Belgium to West Africa to Australia to South Korea, we appreciate you. We love you. And we hope that you're having a great day, night, morning, weekend, week, year, month, whatever. But you guys have a great one. This is Trevor, signing out. Peace.